Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. All right, um, Carol, it's nice to finally meet you. I feel so good right now. Okay, so um, introduce yourself to us. Let us know more about you. Well, I want to thank you first, of course, for inviting me to be your guest on your podcast. And I did some reading about you and listened to a couple of your podcasts, and I'm totally impressed. That's why I'm extra specially happy to be here. And as far as, yeah, you know, well, I'm I'm not a podcaster at all. I'm just a guest. And I don't think I'd ever really want to have my own podcast uh, program because this is hard enough for me being a guest. Um, how I got involved in this, it started 30 years ago, actually 31 years now. My, I have a, a daughter, her name is Paula. She was 24 years old and she suddenly passed away. She died. And um, uh, the, the, the grieving and, and the years that followed that, um, it, they were hard, they were bad, they were sorrowful, they were grieving, they were recovery slowly. Um, there sometimes it was hopeless, sometimes it was hopeful. But to sum it up for 30 to 31 years, yeah. I have survived and I'm living a, a good wholesome life right now by the grace of God, only by the grace of God. That is why I'm here. I had a calling a few years ago that um, I wanted to reach out to other people that were in my situation that have lost a child or for that matter, you know, sometimes the, the grieving is even so hard and difficult if you lose any loved one. If you're married, you lose your husband or your, your wife. Um, you could be a teenager and lose your mother or your father and it's hard to take because you're so young and you don't understand, you know, you don't understand or you don't know what path to take to yeah. heal. Yeah. So that's where I wanted to reach out and uh, I wrote a book and the book that I wrote led me here. Yeah. 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 Okay, so um, let us get into it. Uh, so, can you talk to me about what occurred on um, Wednesday, March 18, 1992? What happened that day? You get that? March. Can you just... Yeah, yeah. March 18, 18th of March 1992, on the worst day. What occurred that day? Um, that's the day that I refer to as the day that. It was hell. I, yeah. I was living in hell. Uh, March nineteenth. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 
March 18th, 18th. Oh, okay, the 18th. Nine, yeah, March 19th, um, 22. Yeah, the 18th was the, the, the evening of the 18th was the last yeah. time I talked to my daughter. Oh. And we did talk on the telephone and the following, uh, the following day, in, in the evening of that day, going on the 19th, yeah. at one o'clock, she was admitted. She went to the emergency room at the hospital and she was admitted hmm. and um, they didn't know what problem she had, but she suffered. She was suffering from a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot that went to uh, her lungs, that was in her lungs and it went to her heart. So I, I wasn't there. I wasn't notified of anything until that, that same morning she was there at like that was one two o'clock a.m. and mm. the same morning at about seven o'clock, uh, between seven and eight, I was called by the doctor that was in charge of her case at the emergency room in the hospital. So he was very cold on the phone, very distant, and just a matter of fact, telling me what just happened, mm. and I was totally in shock, um, unbelievably, just yeah. couldn't, I couldn't even comprehend what was he who was saying. Oh. And um, then he just said, well, you know, to come to the hospital, she was in intensive care yeah. and they had operated on her, taken out as many of the blood clots as it could and put her on life support. Well, I want I'm going now. Of course, I went to the hospital right away. Okay. And, uh, you know, that probably was the continuation of my my shock. Oh, so, 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 so. So, um, let us um, get some insight on how you felt mentally and emotionally. During those period, how was it like mentally and emotionally? Well, you know, when a when a shock like this happens yeah. to anyone, not yeah. just to me, I would say to anyone, but I certainly became a victim. I was a victim of grief, yeah. and I wasn't a victim of, of God not being good to me by by taking my daughter. Yeah. I wasn't that type of a victim. It was a victim of grief, yeah. and I I. Um, I had to learn yeah. how to heal. Mm. And that, that was very difficult because the grief was so tremendous that I became very sick. You wanted to know what happened to like my mental oh. feelings. Mentally, the shock, the crying, the grief mm. caused me to have my body break down. I wound up mm -hmm. getting very, very sick. Hmm. And this was like a course of, of years ahead of me that things that just broke down in me and my body. And I almost died twice from, uh, I wound up getting a heart disease, which was cardiomyopathy. I still have it, but God willing, I'm, I, my doctors just tell me I'm a miracle. I mean, I'm just hmm. a miracle that I lived through a couple of close calls. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so let us dive into your book. Mm, um, the title, um, 30, right? Is that the title? Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, the title is, is 30. Okay. And I got a, a lot of people that are saying, you know, why did you name it 30? Yeah. 30 happened to be after I was writing it for, it took me um, about 16 months to write this book. Hmm. And it was actually like full time. I mean, I just took it like a full time. Okay. Uh, and uh, just about every day, every other day I was writing. And it, it I, I had this feeling yeah. um, the last number of years before I started writing this book that oh. I wanted to I wanted to reach out and tell people that are in my shoes that have this grief, this heartache, that there is hope for you. There's yeah. hope. And I didn't realize at the time that there was hope for me. And I prayed for it. I prayed and I prayed to God to please my first prayers. And I yeah. prayed out loud is to pick me up, carry me, just like you did on that poem that you walked on the sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carried me. Everyone yeah. knows that poem. They can relate to it. And he did that for me. He picked me up and carried me. And um, I, I really connected very strongly with his mother, Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. She lost a son. Mm. And I connected with that and I asked her and I said the rosary. I became mm. very, very, um, just very faithful to the mm. rosary. I, I prayed every day on the rosary and that helped me so much, so tremendously because mm. it like lifted me and I felt like I was not alone. Mm. And mm. you know, when you, when you lose, Elijah, when you lose someone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That dies. Sometimes you feel so alone. Yeah. It's like other people in your life, they move on. Yeah, yeah. So they're happy. They move on. They don't even really, they, they think you healed. They, mm. they think in a few months everything is fine or right. you should be healed. Mm. So that's another issue to deal with is other people. How do you. How do you talk to them to make them understand that you are still hurting and you need them? You really need family and you need close friends to get you through. God wants that for you. And that's really basically what God told me, I think through the Holy Spirit, is that I have to find a way to fill that blank, empty space that my daughter has left me with. She's gone to heaven. Yeah. Now she's not here on earth. Yeah, so yeah. I have to I have to fill that space up with some other type of love. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, activity, something good hmm. in my life. Hmm. And that basically is what I did. And I, I write about that in my book. Yeah. Uh, the book is it's like I give a lot of ideas and suggestions on what I went through and how I, how, how I discovered that if I did things this way, yeah, I felt better and I started to heal. And you know, the amazing part is that when you feel better mm. for even moments, yeah. that's a little segment of you that starts to heal. Mm. You don't realize it, right. at the time, but then you wind up getting good feelings inside of you. Let's just say that you, you call up a friend and you go out to lunch, something simple like that, mm. but you're with another person. That portion 
of the the time that you're spending with that person is good time. Yeah, it's yeah. the healing time, and that is what you strive for. You strive to get as much of healing as you can. There is so much involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just your your family. If you have other children, you have to take care of them. But the very first person you take care of is yourself. Yeah, yeah, correct. You got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct. I got that. So there is also an interesting question I'd like to ask you. All right, um, tell us a little bit about what you call in your book. Uh, yeah, in your book, the beginning of the hand. You got that? Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.